Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. We've been hearing a lot lately about interprovincial trade barriers, and maybe we're moving in the right direction. We've got this new Canada Free Trade Agreement that will hopefully uh, knock down some of those barriers. Big case going to the Supreme Court later this year, uh, the Como case. Now, this is a guy uh, in New Brunswick who was charged with bringing back too much booze from Quebec. And so that could have some serious uh, repercussions as well for some of these trade barriers. But I think we need to get past that. I don't think the uh, founding fathers of this country really envisioned uh, a country where provinces were basically putting up tariffs uh, to keep out goods. And when it comes to beer, I guess it gets even more tricky. The Alberta government, in trying to prop up or help the local industry grow, has been running into some of these constitutional barriers, and they've had to go about it a couple of different ways, and they may yet still have to go back to the drawing board uh, because there have been uh, constitutional challenges of their various uh, policies. Now, part of their argument, though, has been that, well, other provinces do it too. They have their own ways of keeping out beer from other provinces, which is true. Uh, well, there's a new piece up at uh, the C.D. Howe Institute today, cdhow.org, looking at how we can uh, move past this and try to knock down these barriers. Uh, joining us to talk about it is the author of the piece. Uh, Robert Masika is a commercial litigation lawyer uh, in Ottawa and Toronto. Robert, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Hi there. Uh, it is interesting that 150 years after we founded this country, we're still figuring out how to do business within our borders. What, why is that? Well, I think there's a number of reasons, but um, certainly uh, history is one of them. I mean, uh, in the early part of the 20th century, there was uh, prohibition in the United States, and there was a temperance movement in Canada. And um, the politics at the time were were against um, uh, the free movement of uh, liquor across borders, possibly because of pressures from down south. Um, so at the time, actually, there's a, there was a case that came up before the Supreme Court uh, called the Gold Seal case, actually, from Alberta. And uh, this case had to do with an interpretation of a section of the Constitution Act, uh, Section 121. And that section says that, uh, essentially, paraphrase, that all uh, manufacturers from one province shall be admitted free into each of the other provinces. And... Um, I mean, on a plain reading, that would appear to, to indicate that uh, no matter what uh, product it is, it should go freely between the provinces. Um, but the Supreme Court actually, in that case, interpreted it as meaning that you couldn't, uh, you couldn't actually, the provinces couldn't have a specific tariff, um, but other what we might call non-tariff barriers were permitted. So prohibitions, um, subsidies, other things that have economically speaking, the effect of a tariff have since that case been permitted. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, the Como case is now before the Supreme Court, uh, which has to do with that uh, New Brunswick uh, fellow who had had too much booze um, uh, imported into uh, New Brunswick and was charged. And so now it looks like we're revisiting this issue. 
And there's a case underway. A couple of breweries, one in Ontario, one in Saskatchewan, are challenging Alberta's policy. Um, That's been put off until September now. The Alberta government will make its case. But, yeah, the argument is that essentially the Alberta government has put tariffs on out-of-province beer. Uh, Do you see it that way? Um, I mean, I'm not a lawyer for uh, any of those breweries, just to make it clear. But, I mean, I do see this as obviously being, from an economic standpoint, one way in which you can get around the the prohibition on direct tariffs, right? I mean, if you have uh, a levy... That which which they have, which is uh, imposed uh, on um, on all breweries, but then that levy is actually used to subsidize the uh, homegrown uh, breweries, the uh, home-based breweries. Then I would think that 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 is essentially you know a tariff, economically speaking. Um, but of course, you know, there's the legal side of it, and uh, if if you can impose some other way to protect the the home-based industry at the cost of uh, out-of-province competitors, then at least uh, since that 1921 case, it's been. Uh, permitted uh, under Canadian law, although that may change. Yeah, it might. Um, you know, I mean, part of the argument Alberta's been making is that everybody does it. Different provinces have different ways of making it difficult for out-of-province breweries and promoting homegrown industry. That Why, why is Alberta being singled out here? Yeah, I mean, and that, that would be the, the defense, I guess, they could bring forward is essentially that, you know, just like in uh, New Brunswick and in Ontario and other provinces, there are certain barriers, uh, not just with respect to uh, beer and spirits, but also for agricultural goods and, and, and other things. Um, so, I mean, the, the, the way, I mean, saying that other people do it doesn't make it necessarily a, a good constitutional case. Um, I mean, yeah. if we look at this uh, provision and, and anybody reads it on a plain reading, uh, at least uh, most people would, I think, agree that uh, it seems to show that the goods should be admitted free and, and um, there should, no, should not be any kind of barrier. Um, whether it's, uh, whether other, other provinces do it or not, it shouldn't matter. Are there more constitutionally sound ways of promoting local industry? I, I mean, I get the governments want businesses here. They want uh, that, that industry to grow. They want jobs created. They, they want all of that. Is it either or? Does it have to be? Well, I mean, that's a difficult question. I mean, and it's it's obviously an issue in international trade, too, when, when you know, you have the infant industries argument, well, you want to help out um, entrepreneurs. Uh, but I suppose there can be more uh, trade-friendly ways of going about it, like um, providing financing grants or something who wants for people who want to start a, a brewery, you know, without necessarily uh, imposing a levy that then is used to fund uh, uh, the home-based brewers. So, I mean, essentially a subsidy. So, I mean, it, there's there's different ways of going about it, and obviously the local economy is important for provinces, and it always has been. Um, but I think that the, the key is that you don't want to impose barriers that would uh, prevent uh, outside uh, competition from coming in because the price becomes too high. Um, or to subsidize your own uh, brewers at the cost of external competitors. And I think that this this case that's being brought is all about that. Right. I mean, do you you think between these complaints, the Supreme Court case, this Canada Free Trade Agreement, do you you get the sense that maybe things are going in the right direction? I do, actually. I mean, when you look at that case from um, New Brunswick and and you read the judgment, I mean, there there was an extensive review of the historical record. Um, and it shows that actually in this um, this gold seal case there was uh, there were some improprieties or some 
potential improprieties in that case where uh, two of the judges had actually met with the attorney general at the time. And there's a lot of politics in it. So I think the key here is, is to try to get a, a fair, uh, clear judicial interpretation uh, that reviews that uh, provision of the Constitution Act. And I think the Supreme Court is, is um, you know, in a position where they can take a look at the whole record and, and make a decision that uh, is consistent with what the founding fathers would have, uh, would have seen the section as, as meaning. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, the wording seems pretty clear. Hopefully things are heading in the right direction. Uh, more at cdhow.org. Robert, thanks for making some time for us here today. Appreciate it. Okay, thank you for having me. All right, take care. Uh, Robert Masika, he's uh, the author of this piece for the C.D. Howe Institute, commercial litigation lawyer based in Ontario. Yeah, I mean, Section 121 of the Constitution Act is pretty clear that uh, goods from one province need to be admitted free into other provinces. That's clearly not happening. Now, the Alberta government is trying to argue that the Grants and the markup are separate, but it's pretty clear that they designed this policy all at once. There was previously a lower tax rate for small breweries, and that applied to breweries in Saskatchewan and B.C. because of the New West Partnership. So it seems pretty clear that that was the goal. They believed that there should be a lower tax rate for small breweries. And so what they did by applying the top rate across the board and giving money directly to breweries was essentially saying, here's a de facto lower rate. And it only applies to Alberta breweries. Therefore, the argument is that the high rates that apply to out-of-province beer, that's essentially a tariff. And you can't have tariffs in Canada. That much is pretty clear. And even the Alberta government would concede that. So their argument has to be that, well, it's not a tariff. But it sure looks like one. As Robert writes in his piece, if it looks like a tariff, has the same economic effect as a tariff, and lessens competition like a tariff, it's time to strike it down like a tariff. And if that happens, where does that leave the Alberta government? And I wrote about this just recently in the Calgary Herald, and and I think there are other ways that maybe if if the government really wants to, it could help Alberta breweries. One interesting example that's been proposed uh, in B.C., they don't do this for beer, but they do it for wine. Uh, There's a provision that allows B.C. wineries access to grocery store space and shelves. Now, that doesn't mean imposing a tariff on American wine or Australian wine or whatever, but it's something that B.C. wineries have that that out-of-province, out-of-country wineries don't. What if we did that for Alberta beer? What if we gave Alberta breweries access to grocery store shelf space? That might seem unfair still. That might seem like favoritism, but it might be more constitutionally sound, at least, that it doesn't represent a, a tariff. Or for that matter, if Alberta breweries want to challenge the protectionist policies in other provinces, maybe we should uh, help enable them to do that and try to knock down barriers that way. I think by being a competitive jurisdiction, having low taxes uh, and uh, a proper regulatory environment, you can attract businesses too. It shouldn't just be about helping breweries start up in Alberta. That's part of it. But also, we can knock down these trade barriers and maybe it doesn't matter where you're located. Maybe some of these upstarts, like uh, Phillips, becoming a big brewery out on Vancouver Island, maybe they'd want to set up shop here. Or Steam Whistle, or Great Western, for that matter. If you can sell your product in other provinces, maybe it doesn't really matter where you're located then. So why don't we work to making Alberta the, the destination for those breweries? This is where you want to be. And giving them reason to at least uh, have some kind of a footprint here, like Mill Street did recently as they opened up on uh, 17th Ave. So... I think there are ways we can do that without having to to run afoul of 
the Constitution. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.